Blog Talk Radio. Watch what's happening live. I think 
would that be the early days, you know, before, like we were talking about television and all that stuff, but that's, I'm not going to go there. But on the Internet video, was streaming kind of the early days of video? You go to a website and watch something live? Yeah, and then there was, you know, there, there was QuickTime and Reel had some video that you could watch, typically very low quality, very small, um, and, uh, and, you know, postage stamp video, I like to call it. Um, so that was sort of where things were, you know, eight years ago, YouTube, I don't, I don't think was even in beta at that point, certainly hadn't been acquired by Google and become the monster that it is today. So things have really changed. And then the other thing that's really changed is how um, search engines perceive video as well. As I'm sure you well know with, your, with all the search engine work you do and as you teach in your courses, which by the way, we love your course. Um, the the uh, the power of video and, and SEO is unbelievable. Well, yeah, exactly, and we're going to get there uh, throughout this conversation, Aaron. I remember those days when we used to get videos emailed to us, like the little joke videos and stuff like that. That seems like such a long time ago, but if I actually look at it, yeah, maybe it was only like eight to ten years ago or maybe just a little longer, but it's remarkable how things have changed over the last uh, – Few years and back, actually, how the accelerator has been pressed down pretty hard to the floor since since the Google acquisition of YouTube. Can you can you address like this whole YouTube phenomenon? What's going on there? Well, the uh, and actually to put it in perspective, this would be kind of it's kind of a funny story. My biggest client, who we do webcasts for, actually all over the globe, we have four big events that we do for them every year. They they told us when we started doing streaming for them eight years ago. Um, it was quite an expensive operation and, you know, involved the data center and renting a gigabit uh, connection for the day uh, because um, at that point the content delivery networks would only talk to the really big guys. It, it was an interesting time. Anyway, afterwards they came back to us and said, because it was somewhat rocky, frankly, the venue didn't have enough bandwidth. But anyway, they come back to me afterwards and said, oh, you did such a great job. It was so much better than when Yahoo did it for us last year. So that gives you an idea how quickly you know things have come, where really only an organization like a Yahoo could really do streaming video. To now, I think of YouTube as the democratization of video. So you see anybody can can contribute video, and actually you can contribute really good-looking video with a flip camera, with a with an iPhone. The iPhone 4 shoots HD, and we're just going to see this this evolution of good-looking video just get better and better and better. What's weak, the only bad thing about those small cameras is the audio isn't as strong. But, well, but you know, over I, time, we'll see that. And, yeah, Aaron, I, I think you told me a few weeks ago that one of the reasons why people abandon video is not because of the, vi the video quality. They could probably deal with, you know, a little bit of snowy, in a, you know, in the picture or, you know, poor quality. But it's really the, the lack of good quality audio in a video that leads to high abandonment rates. Exactly, and so that's why you know you doing blog talk radio like you're doing here is, is a good idea because people can can will stay engaged as long as the audio is outstanding. But the the second that they have dropouts in audio, really, frankly, they leave. They they move on to something else. So having good audio is part of the whole equation. But I want to get back to YouTube. So one of the key details on YouTube is search. And what many people don't understand is they think, oh, what's the largest search engine? Well, that's pretty obvious, Google. What's the second largest search engine? Where should I spend my SEO energy and my SEO dollars next? Should I spend yeah, I know it where. on Zoom or should I spend it on MSN? I know where. Where? Well, I would put it in YouTube because it is the, the, second, the second biggest search engine in the world. 40%. 
it's amazing. That's that's how much search there is. My uh, Bluetooth headset's battery is fading, so I'm going to let you carry this for a second. Go ahead, sir. Great. So, uh, yeah, Aaron's uh, got a good point. And actually, while Aaron's making the, the headset change there, it w it's remarkable how easy it is to contribute video for the average person. I was just watching the news here in Calgary over the last uh, 24 hours, and we had a big football game on the weekend, and it's known for its certain type of rowdiness when it comes to some of their fans. And it's remarkable that even there's user-contributed video online of police escorting fans out of the – out of the stadium. So, again, very easy to get video and very easy for uh, anything to be posted up online. So if you have a bad customer experience in your restaurant or hotel, be careful and make sure nobody's got an iPhone pointing at you videoing what's going on. Aaron, I just wonder if you're back now. I sure am. And, you know, it's interesting what you say there. It reminds me a lot of the early time in the web where, there, you know, the, a lot of the promise was, hey, you know, everybody has their own printing press. You know, that was that was the metaphor that many people used when they talked about the web in, in the mid-90s. And now it's the same thing. Everybody has their own you know, film production, their own TV channel is probably a better analogy. And so you, you see these incredible scandals get broken because people have captured a small piece of video. I mean, what happened in Iran when that woman got shot, nobody would, would really – would, people would care, but they wouldn't have they – wouldn't, it wouldn't be an image in their brain if they hadn't seen that, that – that video that somebody caught with their cell phone of mm -hmm. that woman getting shot by that sniper. Um, it was just an awful thing, but, but this shows the power of that TV channel that all of us have in our own power. And, so, and that's great for capturing the news, and it's also great for helping your business. If you can get your customers to talk about how, how your business is helping change their, their lives and making, making their lives better, um, much as you're doing on your website, go to Ulistic right there on the home page, you can see some of those videos. The same kind of thing really helps small, all kinds of small business. And, and you can introduce your own business to your, to your potential clients. And, and the, thing, the other thing is that 40% number with, a, with people searching YouTube, those are typically people under 30. Myself, I'm not quite there yet. I don't start my search inside of YouTube. I start my search in Google or in Bing. But mm -hmm. where the young people are, that's, that's where they are, and that's where our future customers are, and, and, and it depends on our business, and that's where many of our customers are now. So we want to make sure that we're living in their yard. Just as 15 years ago, you know, people were really focused on the yellow pages as a way to get their advertising to their, to their, to their potential clients. And most people today aren't nearly as focused on the yellow pages as they used to be. Yeah, and Aaron, you mentioned, you know, you mentioned mobility a few times there and you know, iPhones and different devices there. I think there's a lot more of the younger generation are actually looking at video now on iPads and iPhones. So I think from a business owner point of view, I think it's advantageous for us to look at putting our services out there just because the younger generation are so mobile and using these mobile devices to, to watch video today. That's a great point. I completely agree, and that trend is only going to increase. Uh, you know, we're seeing these sort of mid-devices like the iPad. We're going to see a lot more of that thing now that HP has bought WebOS with other tablet forms, and of course Windows 7. Microsoft certainly sees it as a as a threat and something they need to address. And the Windows Phone 7, I think, is a really interesting operating system. At WPC, Microsoft is definitely committed this time to get it right. 
and and six five or six zero or five zero five zero was a fairly groundbreaking mobile OS only just a few years ago. I mean, it was it, in many ways it was stronger than the competition at the time, but it just it hasn't kept up. But Windows Phone seven looks really promising, and I think um, I think that a lot of folks are going to be really surprised just how good Windows Phone seven is when it ships, and that's going to be very video centric, just as. Android, very video-centric, just as WebOS, very video-centric, just as iPhone, very video-centric. So all of these devices are, are converging, and it's a great, great time to be experimenting with video, to be, to be watching video on your mobile device. I mean, it, it's a lifesaver on an airplane when you've got a child, believe me, to have a video stored on your, on your iPhone. I, oh, yeah, I have saved, sure. saved my fellow passengers more than once. Well, I, you know, I'm, I have a DVD player in my car, but, uh, you know, if I knew now, well, if I, back a few years ago when I bought it, I probably wouldn't have bought, got the DVD player because I know with the iPads and stuff, I could store movies, download them from, get them from iTunes and watch them on the iPad just as easy as I would through a video system in the car. So let's let's put the focus back on, on business here, Aaron. And, you know, you work with a number of different companies across North America and helping them deliver video strategies for their business. What are some of the... What are some of the things that people are doing right that you've worked with? You know, it's one of the, you know, these, if you had three or four key things that people are doing right, what what would they be? Well, first of all, I think focusing on authenticity. If if you're a small business, getting local people in your community, don't don't hire actors, don't read from a script. So, what I see many small business owners are kind of intimidated by video, and so their their instinct is well, if I just write it down and read that, then I won't blow it. I won't make a mistake. It's much more important to be authentic than to be perfect in this world. So in, the, in this age of blogging and Twitter and Facebook and so on, people, people really are looking for authenticity. They're not looking for perfection. When they see perfection, it makes them a little nervous. Like what is that person trying to hide? And when you read a script, frankly, you don't look perfect. You look like you look wooden. You, you, we're not naturally actors. That's why we're in small business. If we were actors, we'd be in Hollywood. And actors can pull it off. They can read a script. I mean, they can read, they can read a teleprompter. But, but really, we can't. So focus on putting things in your own words. If you've got clients that you're getting testimonials from, have them put it in their own words. You know, don't overprompt them. Don't put words in their mouths because then it doesn't sound genuine. And that's what people are really good at detecting today is the BS flag gets thrown fast when we're watching something and and it really turns us off to an organization. So we want to be really careful to be that. So that's the first thing. Be authentic. The second thing can I, is can I, can I stop you, you right there? For a second? What's that? Can I stop you there yeah. for a second? I just want to comment because I think Microsoft does this extremely well in their case study videos where they prompt they just basically ask you questions and they record you answering the questions. I think that's the and that's a much better way than reading a reading any script. Uh, I just wanted to see what your opinions on like on that because I think you follow some of the same things that Microsoft has done with their with their case study videos in in the Varvid videos. Well, definitely, that's that's been since since we first started doing video. That's the only way we've ever done a video project. We've never done a scripted project. We believe that unscripted is the way to go. You want to have general goals with your project. You know, what is it that I'm advertising? If I'm a managed service provider, I definitely want to make sure that I'm getting clients talking about how my managed service offering has changed, uh, has changed the way that uh, a small business owner does business. That's, that's very important. But you don't want to say specific, you don't want to give, you don't want to say specific things. You want to say, well, how has, you know, let's call it total care. How has total care 
change the way that you do business. And then the, the client gets a chance to answer and talk about how convenient it is for them to know that somebody can just step in and take over their computer screen and fix a problem rapidly rather than waiting for somebody to drive to their location the way it used to be. Um, you know, or maybe they were the IT person for their organization because they knew the most about computers and so much less stressful now. But those kinds of things just come out naturally when you ask open-ended questions. When you really force words into somebody's mouths, it's just uncomfortable for everybody and it's not natural. And the important thing is keep it natural. Yeah, so okay, so that's great. So uh, you're, you had a second point you wanted to address there now. Absolutely. So the second thing that I see that people do that's smart is they put stuff up on YouTube. And when they do put things on YouTube, they don't just put up a video on YouTube named, you know, Aaron talks to Stuart.mp4. They actually take the time to put in, to do what you would do with anything that you want to search engine optimize. You put in keywords, you talk about Aaron talks to Stuart about online video. Uh, down below in the description, you put in links to www.varva.com, www.ulistic.com, www.varva.tv, the various things that are being talked about in the video, so that you make it useful for the person that's coming to look at the video, not just the video itself, but also the text that goes with it. And then that, of course, because you've made it useful, search engines love it, and then that gives drives traffic back to your site. So that's the second thing, use YouTube. Um, third thing is definitely uh, keep mobility in mind. The future is definitely around mobility, so you should be thinking about that. If you're um, delivering video through a blog, you want to make sure that you have a mobile version of that blog as well. That's a really important um, detail to keep in mind. So th those are a few things that I see that people are doing right, is they're using video in, in YouTube, they're using it in their blog, and then, and then they're being authentic. Um, and and you know, I guess the fourth thing is ask good questions. You know, that's, that's, what, that's really what we think we do exceptionally well because we know the business, our focus is on the IT industry, and so we, because we know the business as a VAR, we know what the, the vendors, the VARs, and the customers, all of their pain points. And so we think we can ask good questions to help people address how they overcome those pain points. Yeah, very good points there, Aaron, about that, especially uh, like the idea of being authentic and also, uh, you know, asking good questions. I think anything in life, you know, especially, you know, doing a sales call right down to dealing with employees, those two points are, are critical. You mentioned putting your videos up on YouTube. Now, I understand the importance of putting things on YouTube because the average person goes there to search. Is there any other video-type services uh, that people can post their videos to? I, I know the Facebook pages uh, support video. Is that, a, is that something that you would recommend to people as well? You know, that's a great point. What I always like to say is create once and, and publish everywhere. And so, so you actually Facebook has a better video delivery service than YouTube in terms of pure quality, um, in terms of reliable quality. YouTube at times out, uh, outgrows itself, and, and so there, it can be a little bit jittery. Facebook is like what we call, like what we call like butter. You know, it's just smooth. We like that a lot. And so definitely if you're going to create video, don't just stop at YouTube. Upload it to Facebook. You know, make your fan page. Throw it in there. Um, tw you know, tweet about it. Make sure that other people know. And, and then you know, there's other services as well. We um, offer services to businesses that want to make sure that their video is branded as themselves, not as Facebook, not as YouTube, but as their own brand with their own embedded brand in the corner. And so if you go to varva.tv or varva.com or some of the other 
organizations we work with, you'll notice that our logo is actually part of the video. And, and we're not delivering no, those videos through YouTube. We also post our videos to YouTube. But in addition, we post it through the services that we, that we sell. Yeah, and I know David and my partner, business partner and I, we, we experiment with some video stuff, a little, little bit of green screen stuff here and there. And one of, the things we learned, Aaron, one of the things that we learned, Aaron, is taking the logo and putting it on the, I think it's the lower left side of the screen because I think the lower right side has the YouTube video. So sometimes you get that little blur over one, one logo over another, and that's another great way. And it's a misbranding opportunity if you're not putting your, you know, hiring a professional help do those things with your, with your logos on your video. I think that's a, a huge missed opportunity if you're not doing that. I agree, and you know, definitely when you do your lower thirds where you're saying, who is this person that I'm talking to and so on, making sure you get your URL in there, having a nice open and close so that there's a, you have some consistent branding for all of your videos because it's a little jarring to just jump into a video. It's much nicer to have a little bit of music or a, a you know, at least a, a slide explaining what these, you know, what these videos are, what business it's for so that when people run across the business, at the end of the video, there's always, hey, how can I learn more about this organization? Oh, there's a website right there. I'm going to you know, put that in my browser and go learn more about that organization. Because the great thing about today's world, the, the Long Tail, a great book, by the way, is that you, you can run into things years later. So you want to make sure that even if it's not connected with the original site that you put together, that people can still go find your business down the road. And so the way to do that is to make sure that, you know, that this is sort of video 2.0. So far, most have been talking about 1.0. But, you know, having some nice graphics that go with your video, making it just a little bit more professional. And a service that we're kind of excited about that we're starting to, to build out is uh, Varvid in a Box, where basically we'll ship a, a flip or a little bit better. It's a little bit nicer camera than that because it has external audio. But we'll ship it to somebody, have them shoot some video, ship it back to us, and we'll do the editing for them, build them a nice open and close, and so get them started in the world of video without a, a horrible expense. Yeah, I mean, that's a great uh, way to do it because again, the most reason why, oh, the biggest reason I find people failing on anything to do with their marketing is it's not from a lack of understanding that they need to do it. It's usually a lack <laughs> of execution. So you're you're helping them get that execution phase going and then, and then you know, seeing it right through to completion. So that's a great, uh, that's a great solution. And that we've often thought about it as well, but again, you let focus more on training and education. We'll teach people how to do it and then hand it off to the professionals like you guys, Aaron, to, uh, to, to help the people through it. Uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about the positive things about uh, marketing and online video, cause I like to keep things, you know, focused going forward on the right, on the right things to do. But there's a lot of, negative things that are bad things that people could do with their online video. And we've talked about audio already, so we won't beat that horse to death. But I'm sure there's a number of things out there that you have seen that, you know, if you had to tell one story about a horrendous video, you know, and this kind of plays into corporate reputation management as well, uh, that, you know, if you had to, you know, warn a, a bit small business owner today, says, you know, don't do this, what would that don't do this be? Well, I, I would say this: if you, if somebody puts up something negative about you, you know, a negative video, don't respond with anger. You're much better off, you know, and and saying negative things. Say if they put up, say you, you ran into a YouTube video of yourself, which you should be monitoring. As you learn in Stuart's course, there's a, uh, which I just learned about a new one recently about that the um, social media monitoring site. What was the, what was that URL? That was such a cool monitoring service where you, I think for that. that. Well, Socialmention.com. 
that's it, socialmention.com. So I knew all about Google Alerts. I've been using it for years. And by the way, if you're not using Google Alerts, that is something you should definitely be doing about your business, about yourself. And actually, I, I get Google Alerts on my family. I just want them to know what is happening out there if somebody ever was to say something negative about me. But if you do run into something that's negative about you or negative about your organization, really unfair, really frustrating, makes you really angry, instead of responding with text, which will stay there forever, and you know, potentially haunt you with that long tail, you, what you want to do instead is, is just overcome it by, by putting up your own videos so that when somebody searches, they don't, it's not even on the first page or two. They're just running into your content instead of the content that somebody else put up about you. Yeah, there's a great example of the power of video as a, in the corporate reputation management world was, uh, with Domino's Pizza. And I'm sure if you go and, uh, go and search for Domino's Pizza video, uh, response. I'm sure you'll find it. I can't remember the exact URL. But the story was that, uh, you know, they have the 30 minutes are free. Uh, and I need to wrap it up because we've only got a few minutes left. But in the, in, in the whole issue with the Domino's was somebody tweeted that their pizza was late. And uh, the owner of the, Domino, the local Domino's pizza franchise in Chicago saw the tweet and actually responded with a video po- apology to that uh, one person. Actually, what it turned out to be was the person that actually sent the original tweet was the president of the local social media club in Chicago. Really? Yeah. So there's the power of, uh, you know, doing the right thing and, and how do you can use video to uh, craft your corporate responses. And, it, and it's very, very, very powerful. Aaron, we're almost out of time today, but, you know, if people were interested in, uh, in chatting with you more or learning more about Varvid, where's, where's the best place for people to go online to learn, learn more about Varvid? Well, yeah, www.varvid.com or http colon slash slash varvid.tv. Varvid.tv is where we're actually looking for contributions where we will do light editing for your video for free because we want to get voices from the cloud, from our peers and and, and VARs and MSPs and vendors talking about the IT industry. And so that's something new for us is we really want to see news coming via video. And so that's varva.tv. Varva.com is us. Uh, I'm sure there's a subscription form there. Or just shoot me an email, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at varva.com. Or um, my phone number is 360-255-7222. I'm glad to talk to anybody about video and give you my thoughts, give you some help, get you launched. I just think video is really important, and you should be using it as part of your overall strategy. And I I couldn't agree with you more, Aaron. Thank you very much for your time today. It's always a pleasure to – the chat with you, even if it's just for a short 30-minute period like it was today. So thanks again, and good luck with uh, Varvid, and we'll see you in a week and a half in San Antonio. See you at Breakaway. Be great. Excellent. Talk to you Excellent. soon. Thanks, Stuart. That was, that was Aaron Booker from Varvid here, our guest today on uh, the Holistic Orange Files. Again, we are a weekly small business podcast, bringing great information, just like you had with Aaron, uh, to the community uh, in at, at large. Talk about everything from stuff like video to social media, um, profit and loss reports, you name it, we'll, we'll talk about it. Next week, we have Carl Palachek on the, on the call. And Carl is an expert, another, another um, IT guy from Sacramento, California. And Carl's going to talk about focus, relax, succeed, everything that we need to do to keep our life work balance in check. Anyway, my name is Stuart Crawford, and I'm going to sign off for this week. Check out Ulistic at Ulistic, U-L-I-S-T-I-C.com, and we'll uh, chat with you all again next week.